Talking about the things that make your home service business go. Marketing, finance, systems, people. This is the Fight Club for Business podcast. Makes me that much stronger. Makes me work a little bit harder. Makes me that much wiser. Thanks for making me wiser. You want to like test my microphone or something. Well, we're live. Good morning, everybody, and happy Tuesday. Happy New Year, and welcome to the first Fight Club of 2023. That's right. I'm doing my best lumberjack impression. Tay's here. Martha's here. Megan may or may not be joining us, and we've got a super cool guest named Jonas, but Tay, kick us off. I don't need to talk about everything. You're in charge. Let's go. <laughs> Well, welcome to Fight Club, the show for home service business owners looking to improve their marketing, finances, systems, and culture. We are a team of self-employed industry experts, and this week we get to be joined by the king of door-to-door sales, in my opinion, and that's Jonas, Jonas Olson. Thank you for joining us, Jonas. I apologize to everyone. My voice is struggling, but I'm going to let Jonas take over real quick, introduce himself so you guys can get to know him a little bit better. Jeez, what do you guys want to know? Um, been in the industry for 12 years. I think I started like most people started. Didn't want to work for anyone else. Started pushing a lawnmower in my grandma's backyard and didn't know how to get customers. So the first thing I did was knock on the neighbor's door. And that's how I started getting customers from day one. And then, you know, I think seven or eight years of figuring it out. You know, school of hard knocks by trial and error. And then I found a really, really good coach. And I got a couple more good coaches, just like you all did. And then the next thing you know, I'm building a team of door-to-door sales reps, and we're opening up our fourth office. And uh, yeah, we're, now we're in 2022. So move fast, move slow the first seven years, and move really fast the last four or five. So it's like that overnight success for 12 years. <laughs> I can't wait to hear about that. That's yeah. I love it. Well, thank you for joining it's us, Jonas. Um, that's a short version. <laughs> well, we're going to get more into detail throughout the show, because I know I have a ton of questions. Martha's been hyping you up like crazy. So I'm super excited to chat marketing with you. But for those just joining the show, maybe this is your first time listening. My name is Taylor Maroney. I actually co-own a power washing company in South Florida with my husband. Um, So I totally get the uh, not wanting to work for someone else, wanting to do your own thing. Um, I feel that on a lot of levels, Jonas. Um, But my background does come from marketing. I have a graphic design major. Um, That's what I love. I love the, the... colors, the the fun animation, all the things. But I love helping business owners also understand what marketing means and how to, you know, make better decisions based upon their marketing numbers. So super excited to be with you guys today. Super excited to be back for our first one. It's been a while and it's 2023. So let's go. <laughs> and normally Megan would be next to introducing herself. So I'll be Megan just for a minute. Uh, she's in Mexico, we think, where she's uh, globe trotting somewhere and Megan helps people with their numbers and financial goals and she I know has been focused really hard the last couple of weeks on setting up her businesses for success in challenging herself for those goals as well so um, she's sad to we're sad to miss you Megan we miss you and we can't wait to see you when you get back um, and then I'm Michelle Myers co-owner of Pink Collars we do remote admin services my husband like we mentioned before Jonas uh, runs a wise coatings franchise so we lay floors um, during the week as well. And then I help these ladies do this boot camp thing, which we might talk about later. I am thrilled to have you here and can't wait to hear about 
a little bit something called Best Badass. I don't know. I'm gonna I'm gonna talk to you about that. I can't wait to hear about that. So welcome to Fight Club. Thank you. Appreciate it, ladies. The, the biggest badass award. And uh, yeah. have you decided where you're going on your big vacation, Jonas? To be a hundred percent honest, I've not thought about it once. <laughs> you, you, too many other things that I'm worried about other than that right now. You get like what ten thousand dollars or something like I think that? Yeah, like thirteen five. 13, yeah, wow. yeah, great to take this epic vacation. I saw Jason Brassfield was yep. in Dubai, etc. He was in ooh. Dubai two days ago, and he's in Maldives right now. He just texted me. Wow, oh, yeah, life. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, I know hey. when we were watching the football game the other night, my girl saw a commercial, and it was like a cruise, and it looked like Wisconsin Dells, like a big water park. Yeah, like, we're gonna go there, so they're deciding for me. I think. <laughs> yeah, you cool. can go there and other places. So yeah, sure. uh, that's funny. Tay, um, she was accusing me of being a squirrel yesterday, and I am still that way. So anyway, I'm Martha Woodward. Um, I used to own a maid service for lots of years. I um, am the owner of or founder of Quality Driven Software, which is about employee performance, uh, client retention. And I just help people build happier workplaces. So I'm excited to have Jonas as our guest. I met Jonas, I don't know how many years ago, uh, through yeah. Service Autopilot, um, which was is just a great community. So I appreciate you. And uh, I also talked Jonas into being a speaker at the QDS conference. So there's a win too. Um, Tay, I'm going to let you take it away, even though Jonas has to do most of the talking. Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm working. <laughs> he can do it. I have faith. I was screaming. I'm participated in a half marathon this weekend. And then my friend ran her first full marathon. So I was, I was there on the sidelines cheering her on and ended up losing my voice, not really thinking oh, no. ahead <laughs> podcasting today. So yeah, every, Saturday I go to, every Saturday I go to watch my daughter wrestle and I get more nervous and I scream more when she's wrestling than I ever did. Yeah. I Sunday afternoon, oh. I can't talk either. You, you do. You get so like it's so much excitement to watch your family members and friends oh. compete in something that they're just so passionate about. So it's I apologize for the voice today, everyone, but we're going to get through it. So I kind of hinted to it before, but you really are like the king of door to door <laughs> sales, Jonas. Like when Martha told me you had a hundred salesmen and women, you know, probably there's probably a mixture in there. Wow. I was like, no way. I was like, there's no, there's no way this guy has a hundred salespeople in his, his business for a service business. I was like, I got to talk to this guy. I got to figure it out. I want to know what he's doing. I want to know all the secrets. So when let's, I guess let's kind of go back to that beginning. Cause you said that's really where it started, right? That's where, when you were mowing your grandma's backyard and really getting into the business, you started adding business on through door to door sales. So what inspired you to keep that in the business? Because I know people will do that in the beginning and it's very common, but then it falls off. It's a, it's still such a great sales technique. So what inspired you to keep it in the business for as long as you have? Well, I think that I kind of let it drop off too, to be honest. Oh, you have? And, yeah. And 
for a while and that's how I started the business. And then of course you get growing and it seems like, oh, other marketing is way easier than door to door, which is true. Right. right. And then it just came to the point where I was like, you know what? I'm fighting this against these people that are fighting for the same ads online. And I don't see them getting any cheaper. And this was back in 2019, 2020, and everyone's going on Facebook. Everyone's going all digital. And COVID hits, and everyone's online. Like, we're, again, fighting for the same leads. I'm like, ah, I'm not going to do this anymore. I'm going to try going back to old school ways of marketing. And it hit a home run. Oh, that's so exciting. Okay, so let's talk about that home run then. Because, so we took a break. We took a little bit of break there. COVID hit. What, when you started to bring it back into the business, what did it look like for you guys? Because... Sometimes that's the other thing too, is like owners will sit there and say like, we need to get more sales. We need to increase these sales. Right. But they don't necessarily, they kind of, for, they remember their grassroots on how they did it, but getting someone else to do it is a different story, right? And training an employee to do that is totally different. So what was your process in getting your team ready to feel comfortable to go to door-to-door -door sales? Cause I know I would be scared out of my mind to go knock on someone's door and <laughs> go sell them. I would be honestly, I'm just not, I'm not that I'm not a great salesperson. I always say that, but it's, it, it is a fear for some people. So how did you kind of overcome that process and really start to train them on that? So I have a couple of good things that I'll talk about there. The one thing that to be a good sales guy, you say that you're not good, but if you believe in your product enough and you believe in your business, it's pretty easy to sell anything you're selling every day, every day, no matter what you're doing, you're probably selling me right now in your business. You're selling me that you're not a good sales guy. You're always selling <laughs> in, every, in every situation. The best way to overcome fear is action. How do you, so what I tell people before they even come work with me, like take the first two weeks, go to the supermarket, go to the mall, go introduce yourself to five to six people every single day and just give them a nice compliment. And if it's a 20 second conversation, cool. And just move on. That's the hardest part you have is just getting over that fear of just that introduction that uh, in if you can get past that, you'd be a great sales guy. It's super. It's that simple. Wow. So, okay. So first two weeks we're sending them, you know, out into the world. They're not even at the company yet. And they're just introducing themselves, saying hello and giving that compliment. And then hopefully yep. having a little bit of a conversation after. For sure. And that's all it takes. You know, just to get over that initial fear of going up and talking to someone. Once you get past that point, you're good to go. But I'll be honest with you. Like this was 2019. Well, it was actually 2020 COVID. Uh, in Michigan, we, we literally got shut down for four right. months. Couldn't do anything. I'm not the person who's just going to sit there and not work. That's just not how I operate. So I started driving to Wisconsin, which is two and a half hours away, every single day at four o'clock in the morning and started knocking doors again just to start wow. working. So that's how I ended up in a second state. And I'll be 100% transparent. When I went to go knock my first door, you know, 10 years later, my heart was like in my stomach. Like my oh. like, like, walked up to the door and I'm like, okay, it's been a long time. I walked away from the door. I was like, I just need to take a breath. Went back, talked to the person, sold my first door. And I'm like, okay, we can do this. And then it was just me at that point every single day for probably two or three months. And then from there, I got one of my other guys to come with me. He started doing well, taught him. Then a third person came in, my brother. I taught him. I'm like, okay, now we have something going on here. Wow. And that's, I was like, we need to get really, really good at this. And it, I could see it working. And you would think during COVID, people like wouldn't want to talk to you. But it wasn't like that at all. We got the total opposite. I was people gonna say, were I to see someone. They're happy to talk to yeah. someone. They're like, thank God you guys are here. It was just really cool. I was going to say, I felt that in Florida a lot too, because it's, 
during COVID, it was, you know, people were missing that human interaction, right? Because we were all locked up. We couldn't do much. We were really stuck in our, our homes and our, you know, select routine that we personally had. So being able to bring that human interaction back in in a safe way is something that people were craving. And, and honestly, when we were, we started doing some limited door to door sales during COVID and we saw that too, it was, people were excited to buy. They wanted to interact. They wanted to do those things. So, so now we're at about three to four people. So I got to know, how did you go from that to a hundred? How did we get there? Like, how did this next big kind of, obviously it didn't happen overnight, but what happened is I got, um, and this is honestly by luck. And maybe you could say that I brought good energy or whatever. But my first three people that I found as sales guys happen to be the top three best people in the country right now. Wow. Like they're in the top, they're in the top five percent. Like, oh, so whether it was wow. luck, whether it was part skill, whether it's part training, I hired a company, uh, a friend of mine to come in that I knew that did it. He came in, I hired him as a consultant. He came in and I actually went down and dirty with us and taught us really how to make this thing work. Once I found those three guys and we did what we did in a year, I'm like, okay, now we got to do this again. Like, how do we how do we make this even better? But then they were bought into the company, you know. And so what I did with those guys is um, I gave them their like they are such good sales guys that I don't ever want to lose them, and I wanted them to be part of the company more long term. <clears throat> so I gave those guys part of their like ownership in their branch to keep scaling forward. So now they're partners. Wow. wow. Okay, that's awesome. So now they have. Now they have that, you know, that ownership, that drive, right? That sometimes yeah. employees might not, which I don't want to step too far on Martha's toes. I apologize, Martha. But <laughs> um, but that's giving them that like ownership over the business. And now they have that passion too, to which they already had, like you said, you could see yeah. it. But that's so important in sales to be passionate about what you're talking about and be passionate about the brand and the business and what you're offering to your clients. So, I mean, let's... so recapping now we're you know we've grown we've yeah. gotten this door-to-door -door sales system in place so we're at four locations about to open four locations you said correct yep. Yep. we've got so one in michigan one in wisconsin two in michigan two in wisconsin two in michigan two in wisconsin awesome and where's that fourth one gonna be uh, madison wisconsin so there's madison in wisconsin, wisconsin there's appleton wisconsin then there's esclava mission where i'm born and raised small town and then grand rapids michigan which is down state about five hours away Oh, Appleton. That's where I fly in to see my family. So that's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> my mom's from Wisconsin, so I have a ton of family there. But that it's it's great to see that you, in a time that people were scared, right? In a time that people were terrified of really growing their business, you saw that opportunity to expand. Maybe you didn't see it at that exact time, but you saw an opportunity. You needed to fill sales. You needed to fill the business and make sure you're supporting your team and your family. And you did that. And then from there it grew and kept growing and kept growing. So when you're, if you were giving someone advice on how to go ahead and start this, cause I know it's definitely something that we're, we've been talking about adding in as well, even again, what would be your first, their, your initial first piece of advice to tell someone, like if you only could tell them one thing, what would you tell them about door to door sales? Get a coach. Get a coach. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> no, honestly, yeah, get a coach. It's a short. It's a shortcut. It, you know, it's a cheat code for sure. Um, but just go be yourself. Like, and people have all these scripts and they talk about these scripts, but 
if you just go be yourself and tell people what you do, it's really not that hard. Oh, it's awesome. I love that. And it's so I, I guess I can kind of slightly transition into Megan and you guys can help me a little bit here. Um, yeah. So obviously this ties into finances. This definitely helped the business drastically. So can we talk about how business wise and the financial side of things, the door to door sales once starting again in 2019 made an impact on the business? Oh, for sure. Like just in one office alone, we went, we, we started from scratch. Like I said, literally scratch, nothing. Right. Just me in a truck and driving to Wisconsin. And 18 months later, that branch did over 3 million in revenue. So it was fast. Holy cow. And where were you at, you know, prior to that? So we're saying like 2019, you're about to start. Or 2020, like there, it was $0 in Appleton. None. Zero. Nothing. Zero. Nothing. Wow. So we started at zero dollars and now Appleton's at three million. Over just over, yeah. Holy cow. So it was moving fast. And then that's not including my other branches and stuff like that either. But so it's 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 it's, it's something that every business should have. I'm not saying like a door to door team, but I think a sales team for sure. You know, like and I think that's the boat that I missed early on. Is I was really good at operations, I was really good at running the company, but I missed the whole sales side. Marketing, I feel like a girl's pretty good at too, but this is just kind of just adds another leg to stand on, you know, just another tool in the toolbox. It's not the end all be all because it, it does come with some bad stuff, you know, at times, but um, just got used to it. No, absolutely. I'll take, I'll take, I'll take the, the good with the bad, you know. <laughs> it's more good than bad. You have to. That's called business ownership. Yeah. <laughs> there's, there's so many, there's so many uh, next door apps and then there's the group Facebook neighborhoods and they see your guys walking around and like, who are these guys? What are they doing? Blah, blah, blah. And then all of a sudden you get a bad review just because you're in the walking around. So you got to take that with it too. So it's not all great, you know? No, of course. Absolutely. And it's, you know, there's a, there's a great question here. Uh, Jake has a question in regards to kind of your employee side of it. So, do you give your employees kind of a sales commission or are you giving them other incentives? So I know we talked about your three main guys that you kind of moved into ownership, yep. but what about your, um, your sales team underneath them? How are we kind of incentivizing them for the door to door sales side of things? Yeah. Well, or hey, Jake. I know Jake. Um, <laughs> your question, thank you. I would say that depends what the role is in the company, you know, whether he's, if he's self gen, leads or if he's you know company leads or if he's a like i said if he's a salary guy with commission or just commission it'll all change so i'd hate to say this is what we pay our guys and then if i talk about the financial side of things you have to know your numbers really really good in order to know what type of percentage you can give your guys and you have to know how, like, how many leads they can get today how many appointments like i said how many sales they can get so i'd hate to say this is what we check this is what we give them it constantly changes and it almost changes with every rep too so like mm -hmm. it goes back to how long they've been with the company like how many years again how many sales got the year before so uh, how many sales reps that they brought with them you know like built the team together so it changes so i'd hate to give you just a straightforward answer because i don't want someone to go say hey we're gonna go pay this and not be able to afford it and then they go in the red you know so mm -hmm. megan was so sure sure that answer oh megan would yeah. love love she you was. hearing you say that <laughs> Well, and I, I, I know enough about finances to not get myself in trouble. But again, I hired a CFO that he's got me dialed in pretty good. So it's so important. Again, if I could give you one piece of advice to the business owner, owner before you even start business, know your numbers. 
because I lost probably four or five years of life not knowing my numbers, which I'm sure everyone's been there. Yeah. yeah. There's there's so another true. one that Megan would like. <laughs> it is. So. It is. And it's so it's as far as knowing your numbers and moving that through the business, how have you felt that once you did start to know your numbers, that really impacted the business? Because that is something that Megan's I know Megan's super passionate about. So um, I'd love to hear your story behind that. So that way we can kind of add a little bit more finances to this today. Like I said, I think I lost like four or five years, not knowing my numbers. Just, you know, I started out pushing them lawnmower, knocking doors and you just drive by someone's house. And like, Oh, that looks like a $35 lawn. And they have no, no idea what that even means. Like you have no clue. Right. right. So then you, you, you find the right people. Like I, I found some good mentors. They started actually like, like the J I don't need to name drop, but you know, I have really close friends that are in the wow. network of finances that helped me a lot, you know, to understand my profit, my cogs, my overhead numbers, the, all the numbers that I needed to know. And once I realized, okay, these numbers make sense. This is how I get better. These are things I can do to change the business. Once you get past that point, like you have more cash, you can pay your guys more, you can buy more equipment, less debt. So it, uh, how much it impacts the business, it's hard to say because if I would have, if I would have kept doing what I was doing, I wouldn't be in business today. Wow. I could constantly chase the money, you know, and then, again, going back to when I first started, when I first met Martha, like getting on a CRM at that time, like this is yeah. back, you know, eight years ago, I was on paper writing things out, spreadsheets. It was a nightmare trying to then come home after work and then I'm trying to charge or not even charge cards at the time. I'm sending out invoices off QuickBooks. So, oh yeah. yeah. Uh, that I was mean, my husband. Absolutely. Yeah, he was he was doing it in QuickBooks and then he was keeping it on his iPhone calendar. And I was like, yeah. you're going to drive me bonkers if we keep doing it this way. But now we can, we can, track, the data. We can track the data for everything. We know how long our tech's there. We know how much product they use, you know, you know, the profit on each job. And at the end of the day, we was like, okay, this is where we were on this route. This is where we were on this route. So we just know how every route is doing efficiency wise. And it's, it's awesome. Yeah. Wow. That's amazing. Well, now we're kind of like, it's like really great segues today. We're like, it is. Things. I know. Right into I'm feeling system. it. So I'm feeling it. Take over, Michelle, <laughs> because I, uh, I'm i definitely going to sip on coffee and water for the rest of the show. Yay. Okay. So Jonas, you've got three locations going. You're going to have your fourth here pretty soon. You can't be in four places at one time, no matter how young and nimble you are. So tell yeah. me how you communicate with your team the most effective way without being able to be with them in person. Cause I know a lot of people get stuck at that scalability. They're like, I can't be in two places at one time. I can't right. go to another market. Tell me how you kind of divided and conquered that problem of communication and being in pl multiple places at one time. Great question. So we have a leadership meeting every Tuesday where you're on EOS traction. Oh, yay. Have yay. A, us too. Leadership meeting every single Tuesday night. And then every single Monday morning we run a sales meeting. So we found out we used to run the sales meetings on when Mondays. So we'd have okay. our best day ever on Mondays. But then we'd yeah. have another meeting on Wednesdays. And all of a sudden, like, well, Wednesday was our best day ever. Then we have a sales meeting on Saturday. And it's like, oh, we had the best Saturday ever. I'm like, okay, well, really? there's something to this. So we decided to have a sales meeting every single every single day. So in, in oh. each location, I have, you know, my sales guys that are there that have learned uh, through me and through other people that are very good where they can train other people. So I still go to each location, you know, I pop my head in there and I'll do sales trainings or we'll jump on a Zoom and I'll do a, tr a training with the guys. Mm -hmm. But I've also built an entire platform where any of my guys can log in at every any single time and go through any of our trainings. 
Ooh, okay. And where is that located for the listeners? We use Lightspeed. Okay. For that, so they can go in there. They can they can take tests. Um, like so, they really know what they're doing before I even send them out on the doors. So, so it's an LMS, I'm assuming, learning management yep. system. Is that what it is? Okay, great. And then go back to traction really quickly for the listeners who may not know it, because there's a lot of new uh, new, new business listeners. I yeah. put traction in pink collars in March of last year, and it's 100% changed my business. So yep. tell the listeners kind of what it is and how it's helped you. Yeah, that's, a, that's a loaded question. Um, <laughs> it's a big yeah. one. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, the best way to... I can describe it as just like keeping your team, like for the, all the listeners that might be new, like keeping your team just knowing what's going on at all times. Yeah. You know what projects you're working on. You know what the future is going to look like one, three, five years out. Yeah. Everyone has their quarterly rocks. You know the projects are getting done. Every week at your level 10 meetings, you're talking about your rocks and going over the issues and talking about people and just yeah. make sure that everyone's on the same page at all times so the small things don't slip through the cracks. That's so good. Yeah, that's a perfect... We, when we tried to hire our attraction coach early on, sure. But where I live, there was literally none here. Yeah. Now they now they can do it via Zoom. But we're yeah. like four or five years into this. We thought, you know, we had got taught from someone else. And then I've been to some other trainings of EOS and they brought an EOS trainer. So we have the book and everything. So cool. we've just we self implement it. I'm not saying that's the best way to go, but sure. it's just what we had to do at the time and we've done been doing it ever since. I love that. We hired an implementer. I'm too flighty to be able to like focus that hard. So it was great for us to do that. Um, so, but our integrator now is actually remotely located. He's in Canada and he helps run all of our stuff for us remotely, which is great. Yep. Um, so we, we so talked about that, but like at this point we're already four or five years in. At, yeah. at this point we feel like we're pretty good. You got um, it. Yeah. <laughs> there's obviously we're not perfect. So things could change, but. I love it. And okay, so like communication-wise, yeah, uh, please. We have softwares that we use that we just you know that we talk through every single okay. day for communication leadership and sales guys, and we have sales, um, or, you know, sales trainers. We all have different like apps that we just use that communicate throughout the day too. Okay, like, do you use Google or Slack or which one? Um, no, we both we use. I don't remember what it's called now. <laughs> Um, uh oh, I'm asking use, the boss use, the difficult questions. No, we use Group Me forever. Got it. It's, okay. It was a free app. And now I just have to see. <laughs> we changed. There we go. Uh, pronto. It's okay. I mean, but who listening right now is a business owner? Who would love to not know? What I was the communication is. I mean, that's actually like a <laughs> yeah, right? Because though if you're that's so funny. entrenched in the day-to-day -day operations and you're so much in the communication, you bog yourself down as the owner. And what I think I'm hearing from you not even knowing what that is, is you're operating at a really high level, which means that you're driving the business, you're not back in operations. You're in the yeah. front of the train, driving the train. And that's yeah, where all this is where I want to be. And I have a really good operations manager, but we're actually just put a add out there for a COO to bring that person into. Yeah. Oh, that's um, awesome. I, I don't want to be involved in operations, although I'm good at it. I can talk about it. I just, it's not where I operate very well. Yeah. Uh, so I just want to make sure that's really good. And I'm just going to run sales and marketing, keep doing that. So that's smart. just right. I love, and it. I love it. I even took myself out of my emails for the company. You did? I just, yep. oh, I'm really close. I'm going to try wow. to do that this year. That's on, that's one of my quarterly rocks. I, I did that. Yeah. I, I did that this spring and it's the best thing ever. Really? Like, you know, like, 
you know what it is to be a business owner. We want to fix everything. We want to have yeah. our hands involved. Most <laughs> when something yeah. bad happens, we're the first one to jump on it, right? Yeah. But again, like you said, it just slows you down. It does. And so yeah. I, I'm sitting there making phone calls to my friends like, hey, which are you still in your email? Yes. Are you okay? Next friend. Are you still in your email? No. Okay. Next friend. Now I'm literally doing this in spring, seeing how many people are in and out of their emails and I'm correlating it to their business. I'm like, really? Okay, well, this person's not doing it. This person's not doing it. This person's not doing it. But look where their business is at. Okay. I need to get out. So that's what oh I did. Oh my gosh. That is great data mining. I love that. That is so cool. Okay. Yeah, so you realized the cool. traction. Sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> no, I said that's the best thing ever. It's one of the best decisions I've ever made. Oh, I can't well, wait. Can we Great. answer Tyler's yes. question? Yes, absolutely. Tyler says, when you added your second or third truck, was it driven by gross numbers for tech or was it schedule driven? How did you decide <clears throat> when it was time to add that, that next truck? When I needed it and I knew I needed it. <laughs> no. <laughs> so at the time, we didn't have that much data when we first started. We were just figuring out like the high level door-to-door -door thing. Sure. But when you're selling 30, 40 jobs a day, you can't get your work done. You just know you need we need to, we needed to add a truck. We need to add a tech. And it went like we're just adding trucks left and right for first minute, you know. So it was not data driven, Tyler. So I'm sorry. But I'm not, but if you're so when you're doing door to door, it's a little bit different. You just have to know the average amount of sales that you guys are gonna get. And you're like, okay, well, this guy gets three a day, this guy gets three a day, this guy gets three days, so I need nine a day for those three people. Okay, he they need a truck. Yeah. And then I have some tech, I have some sales guys that literally need a truck just for them. They'll sell wow. 20 plus in a day. So, wow. Okay. So for those listening that have businesses similar to yours, you're, and don't get offended, but you are a medium sized ticket that mm -hmm. is repeated over time. Do you know kind of what the lifestyle or the lifespan or the life cycle um, cost of your client is or the the value, the lifetime value of that client. And then yeah. alternately for people who are selling more high ticket things like maybe floor coatings or stuff that's in the three to $5,000 range, do you think door knocking would be good for those higher ticket folks? Or does it really work for your small repeatable businesses? Tell us. I have think. friends that literally sell anything and everything door to door that you can buy. Really? Oh, that's good. Oh, good. Good to know. I had no idea. Good. Yep. It, it, it's a, it's a super it's a really big industry and it's a really big niche, but you don't hear a lot about it. And if you do, it's never good. Yeah. Once you're in the industry and you realize how big the industry really is, it's pretty insane. Like they have like, I think next week, last week, next week, they have a whole like door to door, like, like uh, event that you can go to. Wow. They they give out awards for like the best people in the, in the industries. Like, it's it's a really big thing. People just don't know really? about it. Is it the D2D conference? Yep. D2Dexperts.com. Okay, we're going to give them yep. a shout out. That sounds really cool. Ooh, it's in That's Salt Lake. Oh, my bigger. goodness. Those are some so, important people on that speaker lineup. That's pretty cool. I love it. Yeah. Okay, thank you so, so much. One last question before I pass you on to Martha. Tell me, when you're mul multiple locations, what CRM are you using or using a combination? Tell people how that's working a little bit. This is the answer that no one's going to like. <laughs> it's okay. We run two separate softwares and it's not the greatest thing to slice bread. Okay. <laughs> but there's no perfect CRM. And for pest control, we use pest routes and it's just for okay. scheduling purposes and for our door to door sales guys because they have a really good app that Got they can it. sign the customer up on the door. 
And for the lawn side, not automation side, we use service autopilot. Got it. Okay. But again, that's not great for pest control and that's not good for tracking commissions. Yeah, got it. Got it. We use two separate softwares. So our pest control people are in one, our lawn care people are in another. And if that day ever comes where we get acquired, at least we can split them up. Yeah. Well, that's good. That's smart. I'm assuming that the pest control is repeated, right? You sell them kind of like an annual package for a discount. Yep. Okay. Beautiful. Same thing with our lawn care. It's just an annual package reoccurring. And we found out what, what works best for us is that we actually just do monthly billing for both services. And that way we don't have to fight the winner. Ooh. Oh, that's a huge gold nugget for everybody who's out there this seasonal. That was a huge one. Okay. Yeah. So Beautiful. We, we ran into that too. I've done it all before. So going back to what you said, like simplifying the scale, that's what we did. I've done snow plowing. I've done lawn maintenance. I've done landscaping. Wow. I've literally done it all. And everyone's just keep it simple, keep it simple, stupid. So I ended up yeah. selling off half my company a year ago and I kept the fertilization weed control and pest control side, sold all that off, put that money into what we're doing now. And once you simplify and just reoccurring small ticket items, that's how you scale fast. I love it. I love it. So exciting. Thank you so, so much for your time, Jonas. I'm going to pass you off to Martha. That was so helpful. <laughs> I tell you what. Megan's going to be sorry she missed it because she is so into memberships. Memberships. That's her With jam. their window cleaning company, you know, yep. they and gutter cleaning. They, uh, yep. it's kind of um, an up and coming thing for that type of company to sell memberships and they pay monthly and get their, windows cleaned on schedule several times a year. So yeah, she would be grilling you. Well, she'll be, grilling you, she'll be grilling you in New Orleans. Perfect. And uh, Tyler that just asked a question will, he's also speaking. So you'll meet him. Um, so Jonas, I want to talk about your family and like um, when you had the, the biggest badass competition and mm -hmm. the video and everything. Your mom, I was trying to shoot. That makes me tear up, but your mom was precious. Like you can tell your family has backed you a hundred percent and helped you grow. Oh yeah. Nah. <clears throat> My dad was a big part of that too, you know? And, uh, so yeah, it was a bittersweet moment for sure because my dad had passed away the day before in a tragic accident. Yeah. And the next day we got we got to um, watch the biggest badass video together live uh, via Zoom with my family with there. So it was pretty cool. Wow. Yeah. So it was, a, it was a definitely a bittersweet moment for sure. But to not be at the conference with all my friends and buddies uh, and my mentors, it was tough. But yeah. it was a whole different experience watching that with your family instead of with your friends as pretty awesome yeah you know. yeah well, i mean <laughs> that it was kind of cool for your family for you to be there oh, yeah. but it was a terrible reason oh for sure for, for sure my family but, was from all over the country that was all there watching it so it wasn't just right my, you know my siblings is like my, my aunts my uncles they're all watching it live so it was it was pretty awesome wow. and like everything happens for a reason and i kind of i feel that way about everything so when that happened it's like okay well now we're all here watching it together. And it yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I, you know, I was there in person and to see all the people that went up to the stage and um, were your biggest fans. It was really cool. 
Yeah, so, that was that was an, another first time I think for Service Autopilot too because they it had, was. had a couple yeah. of people have really good friends in that group. We've been together for six years, and Jonathan reached out to me. He said, "Who do you want to talk?" I'm like, "You, I guess. You know who else?" And then he asked everyone to go up on stage and Aww, with him. Yeah, so it was, it was a really good experience. And I know one of my biggest goals this year was I wrote down every single day to make Jonathan proud. There's a <laughs> there's a backstory to it. There's a backstory to it through the academy, um, and then for him to say that he was proud of me on stage was pretty cool. Oh, yeah, that's beautiful. <laughs> that's beautiful. <laughs> only a few times a year do we start crying that's on stage. Yeah, only a couple. <laughs> and I, I had so many people reach out to me during that time that was at the conference that they said when they watched the video, like the whole place was in tears, and so yeah, uh, it's, it, it oh, means yeah. a lot to, me to know that we that I or myself, my team, and uh, we've impacted that many people and they're there for us during those times. It's pretty grateful. Like, I mean, service autopilot alone, like they sent me gifts. They give yeah. me, you know, to my house, they send gifts to my, my people that were there. They're, they're making sure that my people that, that were with that were part of my company that were down there, that were taken care of the whole time. So it goes beyond just a CRM with them and yeah. you know, no one's yeah. perfect. I think they try, but at the end of the day, we're all still people and family and they care too. So that yeah. was very, very important to me. It really was. Um, and your mom said that she started her own business because she watched you start. Wow. Oh, that's so good. It was, it was really great. Okay. Um, okay. Let's end with a non-crying thing. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see. Right. So I have a people question. How do you recruit these people? Where do you find a door-to-door -door salesperson? I'm sorry. I just, where would you find somebody? I'm still stuck in the emotion. Okay. Okay. I'll get us out. How do we, how do you find them? Like, where are these unicorns hiding? <laughs> Again, I got lucky, but the first kid that I went after, he's still obviously still with me today. One of my great friends now. I actually coached him in wrestling. So I was a wrestling coach for a high school team for six years. And he was a stud then, a really good wrestler, collegiate college player for soccer, super intelligent. And I recruited him for seven months, like almost on the day wow. I texted him. And he just said, no, 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 no. I, I, this is a true story. I heard him in my biggest badass video. I was texting his mom. I was texting his dad. Like, you just got to give me a chance at this kid. COVID hit during that same time. And the place that he was working at was a restaurant. They shut down. So finally, he sat down with me. I didn't know what I was really doing at the time as far as recruiting goes. So I was probably saying all the wrong things, but it worked. And he finally came in and the first day he came in, this is a, a, another thing to go show you guys. His very first phone call he ever made, he called the current customer and hung up the phone on because he's so nervous. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. Everyone gets nervous. This yeah. gets nervous. But he got past the first month, two months. I took him to Arizona. We sold in Arizona. We got our butts kicked. We took him to Florida. Uh, we got our butts kicked in Florida. But then when we came back home, back to our hometown, we were selling for ourselves. It was like we flipped a switch. And now, that, like I said, the kid sells 15 plus a day every single day. He teaches a team. In, so, yeah, it just uh, so where I found him, I went through my personal network first. We call it a hundreds list. And then, so we went through our personal network, and then from there, we recruit at you know career fairs, colleges. We go, we try to think out of the box, and 
people think that recruiting is hard, but they but they think recruiting is is like posting an ad on Facebook or Indeed and expect all these people just to show up in the door. Like, oh, we can't find anyone. We can't find anyone. Well, what are you doing? So it's your biggest problem in your business, but it's the last thing you work on. Yeah. Well, we are working on. We have an Indeed ad. How 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 good's that Indeed ad working for you right now? Especially when they change their platform, right? So now I teach my guys to always be recruiting, whether you're in the grocery store or whether you're in a restaurant. And I just recruited a kid this morning. And <gasps> do you have cards? Do you have recruiting cards? Because I have a recruiting card that so I carry we, with me we all the do, time. We do, but ours are so. Um, here's a pro tip for you: we use an app, right? So that way, when we send them the app, we already have their. They have to give us their phone number. A lead magnet. Mic yeah. up. Oh my god, that's great. They have to give us their phone numbers. So that way we can keep it in our CRM system to follow up with them. So they don't just fall off somewhere. They give them a card. You might never hear from them again. But if you use an ah. app on your phone, you say, hey, just give me your phone number. I'll, say, I'll send you this app. Just, but either way, you, you'll have their number. That's gangster. I'm sorry. For the systems nerd, and I do that in my personal interactions with people. I have yep. a digital business card, but yep. I never even thought about doing it for recruiting. I'm ordering one today. Oh, my yep, God, so that's good. So it's, it's, it's simple. So like um, my videographer that you guys probably see here around, <laughs> yeah. he does all of our TikTok. Uh, I actually recruited him at the gym. Just walked up to him and said, hey, what do you do? And he's like, you work at FedEx, just moved here from Arizona. I'm like, okay, cool. I was like, what else do you do? And he started telling me about taking pictures. I'm like, well, you ever do videos? And he's like, actually, that's what I do. And now he's full time with us just doing videos. Left FedEx and wow. now he's got our TikTok getting like 1.2 million views with all organic. So just for finding the right people, like he's like, That's well, I don't hard. have a college degree. I'll never get this job anywhere. I'm like, I don't care about college degrees. Like yeah. I like school hard knocks. You figure it out and you're good at your job. Wow. You always have a job with me. That That's is so really good. Cool. Okay. So I'm going to shut it now. <laughs> That's okay. That's okay. But you know what I heard from, and you know, marketing is marketing, but in marketing for clients and marketing for, employees on both of those you go the route of being different you know differentiating because the thing is like you said everybody's doing indeed everybody's doing the traditional digital way of marketing and that's what you know when we were talking um Oh, you were talking to me about the maid service stuff. And uh, when we were talking and we got on this concept, I was like, that's what gets so exciting is that, <laughs> you know, if I would hear door to door sales, I'd be like, mm. but if you step back and think about it long enough, there's, uh, you know, you don't have any competition hardly in yeah. that mode of marketing. Yeah. And You're so hunting. you don't get lost in the crowd. Um, back in the day where you could do door hangers, I had, I had, I was kind of a mini you Jonas. I had <laughs> people, I had stay like stay at home moms. And when their kids were at school, I had routes and they would come and pick up those door hangers and I had a map and I'm like, you've got this route, you've got this route. They might have a kid in a stroller and they were hitting the pavement with my door hangers 
And I love uh, it. it was awesome. It I was love really it. Awesome. Yeah. And so I love and don't even talk about when I had a van full of kids doing door hangers <laughs> and I lost a couple of them, but I found them. <laughs> found them. And that's where like, the where, like, the technology comes into play these days because you can track every single door that you're on, the person you talk to, the doors that you sold, the, yeah. the, the doors that you send quotes to, so you're not always just re-knocking those doors. But yeah, obviously, in our all of our industries, route density is key, so we like to sit in our neighborhoods for as long as we can just to build up the whole route density. And you yes. walk up to your neighbor and you literally show them a map of all your clients and they're every single person's a client except for them. They're like, okay, well. I guess we're jumping up more too, you know. <laughs> yeah. Just like in our in our service industry specific, as far as like HVAC, plumbing, uh, cleaning, lawn care, door to door is not a thing. If you get yeah. into pest control, you get into solar, you get into things like that. Win or, there's some windows, but not typically window cleaning. It's more like window restoration. Yeah. You get you get people in those industries, but in our industry specific, there's no one that does it. Like, and I have some pretty influential friends in in the door to door game. I've reached out to all of them. They're like, nope, no one's doing it. Nope, no one's do it. And that's wow. how it made us different. And and that's kind of crazy because when you talk about the the industries that are doing it, you think you think how are they so much different? You know? Yeah. And uh, yeah, yeah, that is exactly why wow. I love to surround myself with people from different industries because different industries, you know, are doing different things. And it's like our friend Megan, when she came <laughs> and she was around all the maid service people and we had recurring revenue. She's like, I want recurring revenue in window cleaning <laughs> yeah. and you better believe, you know, she was all over that. So, uh, and, and now that, everybody And that was a big thing for us was the recurring revenue. And I know Michelle, it's, she hit the nail on the head about winter yeah. and being in the service industry that we're in, like winter takes a big hit for us and um, we'll spread our cash throughout, flow throughout the entire yes. year was a massive win. Yeah. And, you know, that should be a relatively easy sell because as clients, we like, you know, to be able to spread things out as well, you mm -hmm. know, so it's not a big ticket. So yep. uh, that's awesome. Um, well, Michelle's going to rein me in. So oh, no, uh, it's fine. We're good. We're good. I have one quick story to tell. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, please give it to us. So, my stepbrother and one of my best friends from high school started a cleaning company uh -huh. like a year ago and they're struggling and they're all selling all the one-time jobs and not reoccurring revenue. And they said that I can't be done, that you can't do it door to door. So I took my, one of my guys, two of my guys last week for five hours. I said, just go try this and see if it's possible. They went yeah. and sold eight reoccurring jobs in three hours. So that's all clean. <laughs> all clean. The value of that is probably twenty five hundred to three thousand for the it was year. End up being just over four thousand dollars for the year in three yeah. hours. In yeah. the cleaning industry that I know zero about. Right, and in the cleaning industry that they don't do door to door, and so that's why um, I was like, "Hey, Jonas, how do you yeah. like New Orleans?" <laughs> so yeah. I mean. So good. Uh, and I feel well, like the washer industry is just like pest control. We do the same. Right. Well, there again, 
Exactly. You know, if it works for another service industry, why does it have to be pigeonholed into just that service industry? So I love it. I love it. Um, but I think before we start wrapping it up, um, we need to talk about admin boot camp that yeah. we're involved in. And it's coming up in Orlando from February 8th to 10th. And uh, who wants to take that? Well, go ahead. I can do it, Tay, if you don't want to, because your voice. I was going to say, if you don't mind. I don't mind. So, so what we have decided to do collaboratively is help your admins. So if you're a business owner and you need to be free of some of those day-to-day -day operational tasks, having an incredibly strong admin in the seat is really, really critical. And so really having that person uh, coached up and supported and cared for and trained is really, really important. And so we've seen this need in the market and we've jumped in. And so you can send your admin to us for two full days of intensive training. We go through marketing, sales, systems, people culture, and we do uh, actual finances as well with Megan. So everybody on the screen, including Megan and then another young lady named Amanda Powell, we really spend our time sharing everything that we know to get these admins up to speed. And then afterwards, they are invited to a special membership where they can hang out with other admins. And it's really great to watch those connections being made and those questions being answered. So that's Admin Bootcamp Adventure. And we'll put the link in the show notes and in the chat. And we would love to have your admin come with us. I've got like two calls today on people that want to speak to me before they buy. They're so scared to send their admin. So I'm going to talk to them and, and get them on a plane. It's going to be really fun. So yeah. Yeah. It, it's, uh, you know, what we're finding, and it was true of me too. I'm not, I'm not, a, for lack of a better term, I'm not like an admin, an office person. I, I don't know those things. I'm, yeah. you know, I can operate in Word and Excel okay, but <laughs> certainly, as we all know, I'm certainly not able to stay on track <laughs> and <laughs> follow a system. And so um, as owners, a lot of us are that way and we can't really teach um, our admin effectively. So it's a great, great thing. And what we've seen is that your admin is kind of on a lonely island. And a lot of times that job sucks. It just does. And so they come to admin boot camp and it's almost like, hey, there's other people just <laughs> like me and they I have some of the same problems. So it's really cool to see them say, hey, I have a question about this CRM. How do you guys do this and so forth? Because if you ask the owner, likely they're going to say, I have no idea. You know, so, yeah, it's great. Yeah, and it's and online. I'll add one piece with my raspy voice over here. It's we spend months, sometimes weeks training our technicians, right? You know, you bring in a new technician, you want to make sure they're doing your your process, the way your business is run and not bringing over techniques from maybe a past business they may have worked for. But when we hire an admin, we throw a phone and a computer in front of them and say, all right, good luck. Here you go. Have fun. <laughs> yeah. And it's just yeah. at the end of the time, it's 
to see the transformation of these admins is really what just fills my heart. I mean, it's to watch them walk in, not very confident, very scared, not knowing if they're going to make friends that over those next 48 hours, not knowing what to expect to then leave to understand that they have that community and have that confidence back in them. It's, it's one of the greatest ways you can invest in your admin. So if you, if you do have questions about it, if you are on the fence, you want to know more about admin bootcamp, how it can impact your admin. I know, I think I can speak for all four of us ladies. We are always open to a phone call, a Facebook oh, yeah. message, a conversation, just to help you understand the program better and want to send your admin to it. So yeah. um, it is, it is a great opportunity for them. And we love spending time with your admins. They're great people. <laughs> super fun. Super fun. Okay. Uh, shall we do homework? What do you think? Let's ooh. do homework real quick. What okay. do you say, Tay? Yes. Okay. So my challenge is I, you know, I'm going to extend this to like everyone in the company because like your technicians are kind of your salespeople too, right? If your technicians are in the field, they should be able to help upsell, help sell jobs, help be able to increase that bottom line on that ticket. So I want your entire team to sometime this week, maybe it's this weekend, whenever they're not in the office, go out, introduce themselves to five people that they do not know and <laughs> give them a compliment. I want them to just get that fear of sales off their chest and really be able to take Jonas's technique and start to build that confidence in the world of sales. Cause I, am in love with that technique. I think it's amazing. And it's really going to make you just put down all your barriers and be able to go forward and start to meet new people. And that will translate and help in the sales world as well. So that's going to be my homework. I know it's kind of more sales this week than marketing, but I absolutely <laughs> love it. And I'm so excited to see you guys do it. And I'm definitely going to be doing it myself. I was at the grocery store last night. And I just still find myself doing it every single day. It's just a habit now. Like I just, I naturally just walk up to people and just introduce myself and all the time, nice shoes and nice shirt. Don't call me That's amazing. Say, let's Let's do this thing. <laughs> well, I would say, I'm sure Megan would say finance homework is, uh, you know, know your numbers. Jonas talks about that a lot. Um, so if you're not, maybe you don't know what your, um, you know, what your, your KPIs are in the business, what to track, you know, what your gross revenue is. Do you even know what gross revenue is period? Do you know what the definition is? You know, there's, there's, <laughs> there's so many things that are involved in finances and I'm in no way, shape or form Megan likes, but I will say that she's going to definitely want you guys to know your numbers. And Jonas clearly does. He's been able to work with the team to understand his numbers very well to make better business decisions based upon that. So you're not, it's, you know, it's a new year. Make that your goal this year to be understanding of your numbers and be able to make your business better because of that. Ooh, I love that homework. That was really good. Uh, and your systems homework is to go check out this door-to-door -door thing. I am on their website. I'm already stalking them. They have a sales training. They have all kinds of tools and tricks. So if you don't have a door-to-door -door system in your business, there's a whole bunch of really free tools and understanding of what it would take to put something like that in place. So I'm going to put the link in our Facebook group. I already did. So check it out there. It's in Fight Club for Businesses private group. Please ask to get admitted because we put all of our homework in there every week and it's pretty cool. So 
It's there. That's your homework for systems. All right. And your people homework. Um, I want you to think about how you're going to get different with recruiting. So think about what you're doing now. And I'm not asking you to stop that, but I want you to add one thing different. Now, whether that is going into businesses and uh, getting that cool app. Did you say the name of it, Jonas? Pronto. Pronto? Pronto. Okay, we'll put that in the link too. Um, using that app like Jonas talked about or using those business cards that are recruiting um, and or you can't really do door hangers much anymore, um, but if you can do door-to-door -door sales in that area, you can do door hangers um, or the church or something. Figure out one way that's different, and that's your homework. And then, Jonas, do you have homework for our listeners? Sure. If you, um, if you need help with the door-to-door -door thing, you want to get help to get set up, you can always reach out to me for industry specific things. Like if you go to the door to door experts, if you want to learn solar. Sure. They're really good at that. Um, the, the best trainer that was out there, he does not work there anymore. And he's the one who taught me and he's the best in the country. He's still one of my good Ooh. friends. So, um, and as far as lawn care, home cleaning, there's not really many other people out there doing it. So if you guys want yeah. to get me to help you guys set this up, get you guys rolling forward and show you the systems and processes that we use, I'm more than willing to help there as well. So your homework would be to reach out to me if you need help. I think I'm hearing another. I'm hearing another business for you, Jonas. I think I'm. I'm seeing I am too. Another, another path so, for you down the road. A funny story is: is two years ago we bought the domain Pest Control Millionaire for this exact moment, and now it's all coming to fruition. It's time! It's time! We're, we're doing the rebranding. We're building out the website. We have the whole training platform for other companies out there. And we're going to start doing some cleaning ones. We have a whole tra training system for them. And then we'll help them build like out their systems itself and the coaching. And they can just <laughs> do ours or we can white label you your own training platform where you can put all your standard operating procedures in there. You can put all your core value videos in there. You have one spot where you can go to to train for everything, whether it's like for your admins, whether it's for your sales guys or your technicians. It all can be on your white label platform. Yeah. Oh, wow. That's so cool. Wow. Here he comes, people. Watch out. Here he comes. No kidding. No kidding. <laughs> so when you, once, that, once that's going on uh, full release, we're going to have to have you back on the show because that sounds sure. awesome. So yeah, should, please. Dalton's right there looking at me. We should have it, everything within the next week. We'll have it all uploaded. Wow. There's, wow. there's a couple hours worth of content already. And we're just going to keep adding to it. We're going to start bringing people in in other industries and you know, talking with them, get them on our training stuff too. So it won't just be me, you know, be like the industry experts out there. And that's that's so it. Cool. I love it. Okay, Jonas, we always end our show with a quote. And this one, the very first one of 2023 is not attributed to anyone, but I loved it because it was so good. And it made me think of you. And it says, be better, be different. And I think that sums up today's show. Be better by being different. Thank you so much for joining us. This was super fun. I'm thank so you. grateful for your time. And everybody, thank you all so much. Let's keep thank fighting you. out there. What do you say, Martha? Go fight. Go fight. Bye, everybody. Thanks for See having you, me. Jonas. Awesome.
Thanks, Jonas. Thanks so, so much. Connect with Fight Club for Business. Join our Facebook group where we have weekly homework, accountabilities, and an awesome community to help you fight for your business. Facebook.com slash Fight Club for, as in the number four, business. Fight Club for Business.